Welcome to the Breast Cancer Podcast. I'm breast surgeon, Dr. Deepahala Harvey. And I'm Monica Brooks, a breast cancer advocate. And we are both breast breast cancer cancer survivors. survivors. We're here to talk about all things breast cancer. From surgery to survivorship, we know firsthand the challenges a breast cancer diagnosis can bring. We are here to tackle topics that impact our lives. Let's get started. So we are excited today to have Erin with us to talk to us about her own journey. I met Erin when you're 38. I was 39. 39. 39. She is this beautiful, beautiful human being, not just beautiful on the outside, but beautiful on the inside. I met her when you've been, you've been feeling something in your breasts. Mm-hmm. You had an ultrasound and you've been told, oh, it's nothing to worry about you know, go home and you'd seen somebody else in the past and that's what they told Mm -hmm. you. But then something inside you told you to keep after it. What was that? I just knew something wasn't, wasn't right. Yeah. And I had to to fight for myself and and speak for myself. So that's when I came to you. So I think, I mean, we're going to talk a lot about a lot of things today, but I think it's such an important point to listen to yourself and then be your own advocate. I saw how anxious you are. (laughs) And I said, Erin, you know, it's okay. Let's get a biopsy. You know, it may be nothing, but let's get a biopsy. That's going to tell us whether this is something to worry about or not. Uh, And I called you with the biopsy results. Honestly, I really also thought it was going to come back benign. And I did not, I will never forget that. Yeah. 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 And I did not, when I saw the results come back, I literally was shocked because your mask really did not look very worrisome on an ultrasound. Mm-hmm. So, so I wanted you, you to tell everyone what, what went through your mind as I called you and said, Erin, I'm so sorry to tell you, but this is cancer. I dropped to the floor. If you don't remember, yeah. <laughs> I started yeah. crying and dropped to the floor and yeah. handed the phone to my husband. But from there, I didn't have to think about anything. I already knew what I wanted to do and that's what I did. Yeah. And you, you should tell us what you wanted to do, what kind of surgery you wanted to have. Okay. As soon as you told me my diagnosis, I, after I was done crying, I sat and talked with my husband and I looked at him and I said, I don't need to think about anything. I don't want to get an MRI. I don't want to do anything. I just want my breasts removed and I do not want to get reconstructed. And he looked at me and he said, I will be right by your side, no matter what you choose. Yeah. And he has been. And every single day I wake up and I have never felt so beautiful and so alive. Wow. And I look at myself every day and I rub and I, <laughs> my chest and my scars, I got keloids. I don't care. Yeah. It's beautiful. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It, it's beautiful. And for the first time in my life, because I have suffered with depression and anxiety, I can now look at myself in the mirror. I didn't like to look at myself before. Yeah. And yeah. now I look in the mirror and I say, oh my God, I'm a strong, beautiful woman. And this mm-hmm. does not take away from that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I think that is so beautiful. And when we talked, I did tell you that removing your normal breast doesn't make you live longer, meaning there is no increased survival because you do a contralateral prophylactic mastectomy and you had opted for a mastectomy or, or removal of both your breasts without any reconstruction, although you knew you had option to do that. And I think what was struck with me is how young you were and to have made that decision of not doing reconstruction. At that point, I was like, wow, this girl is really strong. And also how you dealt with this whole body image thing. You know, a lot of women who have a mastectomy would want reconstruction. And because, I mean, I think in our society, breasts is, you know, there's so much emphasis on breasts Mm -hmm. and sexuality Mm -hmm. and what defines you and 
you know, and again, having gone through my own journey, yet I also had a double mastectomy, but that was my own personal choice. Absolutely. I wasn't wanting to do to, you know, that was my choice. That doesn't mean it's right for everybody else mm-hmm. to do that. Um, I would be lying to you if I went through days where I looked at myself and I said, wow, I'm so beautiful. It did affect me initially. It took me some time to look at myself and my scars. And um, then, be, and then you know, my husband told me once, you're beautiful regardless. You can have reconstruction, not have reconstruction. It doesn't matter. And my breast served the purpose of breastfeeding my kids. Mm-hmm. And I was so grateful and so glad that I was able to do that for my kids. Um, and at this point, it's more a cosmetic, mm-hmm. you know, and so, and it also allowed me to help those women going through the same issues, but looking at you, the confidence that you have, you're in all these magazines, um, you know, showing your scars and you're so proud of it and all these beautiful pictures. And with your permission, I use your picture in my talks. And every time your picture shows up and you can see this reaction in the audience, because I think they're just taken by your beauty and it just shows through that picture. Mm-hmm. And so, um, how does a young woman deal with the body self-image? And again, I think it's from my past. Is that something your your parents maybe have helped you as you grew no, up? No, I or? struggled my whole life with um, the way I looked. Um, I always worried about what people were going to think of me. It has stopped me from doing a lot of things in the past. And then after cancer and now having no breast, it's, it's weird. I, I feel... I wish I could go back and change all those moments yeah. where I was like, yeah. I'm not going to do this because what if someone says this or looks at me like, Oh, she's weird looking. I don't care. Yeah. There's well, so, what would you tell your younger self? Oh, I wish I could go back and tell her a lot of things. <laughs> These silly things that women tell ourselves, we're not good enough. We're not pretty enough. We're not skinny enough. Um, it's all, none of it matters. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. In the end, none of it matters. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I think that shows the true sign of emotional maturity that you have gained. And, you know, you went through your whole life feeling insecure. So did I, I think it's very common thing for women as girls, we were just told different things. Mm -hmm. So we look at ourselves and we don't fit this mold or that mold, you know, and in America, this tall, beautiful blonde is what is considered beautiful, right? But beauty comes in all shapes and sizes and colors. And, and I think that's something we need to teach our kids, our girls, especially you're beautiful. You don't have to be a size two. You don't have to look a certain way. You don't have to have big breasts. Like you're beautiful Mm -hmm. and your beauty comes from within and not outside. And I think that's the thing that I think I get so inspired by seeing you is how you embrace that and how you owned it. And I think and you feel you're more beautiful now and it exudes to the outside. And then when you're telling me that you didn't think you look beautiful in the past, I'm thinking, are you kidding me? Like, look at you. You're like a model. Like, I mean, so- I, was, I was, I think, 14 yeah. and my mom signed yeah. me up for modeling to help with my confidence. I yeah. just never, I've never had any. And now I, you know, I ask my daughter, you know, what she thinks of me posting my pictures with no top and, yeah. you know, bare so everyone yeah. can see my scars and it makes her happy, she said. Oh, it does. And I just... Yeah. Women who are flat or, you know, mm-hmm. with one, mm-hmm. right. It needs to be normalized. Correct. Yeah. And I think what, what I deal with and to where you inspire me is that I feel like there's a sense of shame. Yeah. Oh. Having one breast, like, like women, like, like, like yeah. something, something was wrong with me. Yeah. I've been damaged by cancer. Yeah. And there's a bit of shame that comes with that when you had to have the most intimate part of your body removed. 
Yeah. Like, like that. But cancer has taken so much already. Don't let it take. I, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, but that's what, that's what I get from you is like yeah. this, uh, uh, this empowerment. That's such a big word for me because I feel so empowered now yeah. after my diagnosis. Mm-hmm. And then when I see you and these pictures of just raw beauty, I'm like, how do I get, how, how do I get to that point? <laughs> you know, like I show my scars, but it's not like, I'm like confident in them, but you just exude this confidence. And yeah. like, what's your message behind your pictures? Like, what would you want women to know? I just want pictures? them to know that breasts don't make you beautiful. Right. Yeah. They, they absolutely do not. And no matter what your choice is, I think it's okay to get reconstruction. Absolutely. I think it's okay to not to get reconstruction. I think it's okay to be whatever. Ever you and want it's be. not about others. It's about you. Yes. And your beauty does not come from what size you are, what shape you are, how you look. It's all about from the inside. And I think you you are the perfect example of that. Oh, and, um, and and it really is such an honor to have you on our podcast because I have so many young patients. I've just diagnosed a 19-year-old a few weeks ago and she's getting a double mastectomy. When you're, when you're open with your own story and when you share it without shame or guilt, that gives other people um, the okay to be like, okay, I'm okay not to have breasts. I'm okay to have breasts. I'm okay however I look. Right. That gives them permission uh, to feel those feelings. It's true. And, I've talked to a lot of women who yeah. don't who get reconstructed for the yeah. wrong reasons, their yeah. husband, yeah. or they're afraid of what they're going to look like afterward. And, you know, you're, I mean, Dino, your husband, I, I love all these guys who like adore their wives because I just, I feel, I see a true hero right there. You know, mm-hmm. he was right next to you, right by your side from day one. So that inspires me so much because my husband is the same. Mm-hmm. And I think we are so lucky to have men like that. I know Gil is the mm-hmm. same way for you, mom. So yeah, I just, I get so inspired by these guys who adore and love their wives and accept them for who they are. And I think um, it's so good to see that kind of love, you know? And our audience can't see us like all teared up right now. Every single, every single one of us have tears in our eyes welling up. And, and you know, before I knew you, you know, before I knew your husband, I would, I would go to his Instagram because he has a public account (laughs) and I could see how proud he was of you. Like the videos that he took and the posts that he made about you, like there was no shame, like with him feeling like my wife doesn't have breasts. Like, what does that mean to you to have his support? Oh, he tells me every day that I'm sexy. Has it made it stronger? Oh, absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. We talk about everything and it's funny because the other day, you know, he's a tattoo artist and he tattoos a lot of women. And he told me that every time he sees breasts now, he, he's thinking, oh man, does she have breasts? (laughs) (laughs) I'm like, oh, so it's completely changed his view of breasts. I'm like, oh man. (laughs) Yeah. Oh, that's so sweet. Yeah. Um, Yeah. It's, that's pretty funny because I think the yeah. same thing all the time too with women like when yeah. I see breasts and I get this breast like boob envy I guess yeah. Yeah. Like, yeah. Like, oh, are they yeah. checking themselves and have they <laughs> yeah. had their mammogram this year yeah I had a friend told me uh she had unilateral mastectomy and she said anytime she sees the woman that's image that makes her sort of jealous mm-hmm. do you have that no I am like Oh, I don't miss that. Yeah. Really? At yeah. all. I love wearing low cut shirts. I yeah. love, I don't care what people think as long yeah. as I feel good. Yeah. yeah. Because I haven't for most of my life until now. It's like, it's almost once you get diagnosed with cancer, yeah. like a rebirth. Yeah, mm-hmm. absolutely. Mm-hmm. Afterwards you are yeah. a completely different person. I didn't mourn 
losing my breath. No, I didn't. Yeah. It sounds like breast didn't mean a lot to you. And I think some people grow up with breast meaning everything to them. And when you said some people want reconstruction for the wrong reasons, yes, it is sometimes for the spouses, but also women think of reconstruction as augmentation, Mm -hmm. which is very different than reconstruction. Augmentation is when you already have breasts, you're putting an implant to make your breast feel bigger. But reconstruction is where you don't have breasts and you're just putting an implant or your own belly tissue or tissue from your body it's not the same thing and it doesn't look the same mm-hmm. because you don't have the breast tissue to support that. And so women have misconceptions. And I think that's one of my pet peeves is women come to me, it's like, I'm going to get a boob job as a result of this breast cancer. And it's not, and I try to, you know, dispel that myth, right. it's, it's not the same. You're not going to have sensation. You know, there's so many things that you're going to lose from the surgery. But again, I think, you know, be women, including myself, I think we attach so much worth to our own breasts. And, Mm -hmm. and I think it's important for us to teach our kids breasts are not everything. They don't Mm -hmm. define you. Mm -hmm. And your beauty really truly comes from within. And I love that you say you were reborn. And I think that's kind of what I see with my patient population too, is they're so scared when they're first diagnosed Mm -hmm. and then they go through the journey and they come to the other side. And I just see this confidence and this desire to live their life with zest. And, you know, you're given one life. Why not live it to the fullest, you know, enjoy it, be joyful and help people around you, whether they are black, brown, yellow, green, whatever their color is, however they look like, just help our fellow human being. And that's what I feel like my calling does as a result of my own diagnosis. So I don't think that I would have made it through without either of you. (laughs) I'm serious. You guys are amazing. And it helps that you were a survivor. Like I felt so comfortable with you and like I said I just don't think I would have made it without you yeah looking back Erin when you have a diagnosis you can go a couple of different ways one Mm -hmm. you just live in a state of rage Mm -hmm. and anger and another where you just are reborn Mm -hmm. in a sense like I hate to ask this question because it's if you're not in the right place to hear it it may sound crazy but are you thankful for cancer? I am. It's so weird to say that. Yeah. And you didn't even hesitate. You didn't yeah. know. I yeah. know what I was going to ask yeah. you. You just, no. you know, it. I don't know. Okay. I don't yeah. get mad. We've talked about this before mm-hmm. in person uh, or at least over the phone. And because I feel the same way, like, I hate to say like, wow, I'm so thankful for cancer. Cause that sounds so stupid. Like what? But it's true. And yeah. I remember you were one of the first people, Dr. Hala Harvey, that I heard say that like, yeah. because of what came from this as being yeah. a surgeon. And now I wouldn't be who I am without my diagnosis. Right, absolutely. You have the opportunity to grow and to learn from this. Um, you don't want to go back to the same person you were before cancer. Right. That's you what I'm really saying. Don't. I remember yeah. sitting yeah. in bed and my mom was like, you need to come outside. This is right after, you know, I had my trains and I'm just like, you know, feeling horrible. Yeah. And I get up and I go outside and it's a beautiful day. And I hear my kids playing. And in that moment is when I kind of felt my rebirth. Wow. I was listening to the birds. It was a beautiful day. I got to hear my kids play. And I said, you know what? I can go this way and go back upstairs and feel horrible and sorry for myself. Yeah. Or I can be happy and grateful that I'm alive and I get to hear my kids play yes. and yes. laugh yes. and yes. I'm here and it's just yeah. I'm getting chills like you just it's a, it's a rebirth it you appreciate rebirth. yeah you look at everything in a completely yeah, different you way do. you don't ever take your day for granted absolutely like, not like today as I was getting ready for you guys coming here I was thinking wow I get to do this like I absolutely get to talk to these two phenomenal women today and 
I may not get to do this tomorrow. Like, I don't know what right. tomorrow holds. I mean, not just cancer. We can go get it. By That's what I learned from right. you. Right. I mean, yeah. I mean, you told me that every time I come yeah. to see And you. I think it's just important to know our life is just very precious. You know, we've had COVID pandemic for all these years now, and so many people have lost their family members. Yes. And just to sit here and be able to talk, I just think, oh my gosh, I'm so grateful. That, you know, there's still purpose for us. We are still here. Yes. And, uh, and I think we need to just instill those kind of morals and values in our own kids so that they also appreciate their life, you know? Absolutely. Yeah. There's this book that I brought that I wanted to read that when I read this for the first time, Erin, it reminded me of you. It's from the book called Keep Moving. The author is Maggie Smith. I recommend everyone getting this book because it has such powerful messages, if not for yourself, then someone else. But this is uh, what it says. I wish I could go back and tell the fearful young person, I was what I know now about fire and growth. What would I say to her? Even if you do not feel brave, practice bravery. There will be times in your life when you feel as if life is burning down around you, but know that renewal is in its wake. Trust in what will open, what will grow after something else has burned away, even when the landscape is charred black. And trust that one of the things guaranteed to grow time after time, fire after fire is you. Possibilities like seeds are being released into the air. And so I think about who you've become, even in the short time, like we've known each other, (laughs) Like yeah. I have seen you grow. I have seen you try. I have seen us fall together, right? We have our moments because we don't have this all figured out. Absolutely. But you keep moving and you keep going. And I just think about this when you said rebirth, it was like the perfect word that just, you know, like was saying this exactly because something beautiful, you have just sprouted this beautiful person that we all get to see grow and continue to grow. We're not done. We're never done. Oh no. Right? We, no. We, all, we all have work. We yes, have work to do. We have work to do. Aaron's sitting here as a survivor, Dr. Holla Harvey and myself, we don't have this figured out. Nope. I don't have this figured out. Yeah. No. It's, it's hard. As a doctor, I don't yeah. have it figured out. Yeah. As a patient, I don't have it it's figured hard, out. It's hard, but what yeah. we know is that there is power in people. Yeah. In our relationships with each other. And Absolutely. that part of community is so important. And the fact that we get to connect with other and other audience, you know, through this podcast and to help however we can is amazing. It is. And all the people that you guys are helping and educating it's, and you, (laughs) and me, (laughs) I just, I I think because this, you're just this gorgeous person inside and out and you just beam and people are like, yeah, she radiates beauty. Yes. Yes. And you know, I think people see that and it's like, there's so much confidence, like even in your, um, you mentioned it earlier, but in your bio on Instagram, it says breasts don't make you beautiful. And it's like, damn straight. Like, I mean, have you, if you think about it, have you ever walked, like walked down the street and look at a woman's breast thinking, Oh my gosh, those are gorgeous. <laughs> no, like yeah. you look at their face, right. you, you feel their energy. energy. Yeah. That's what's beautiful. Yeah. Not, and the heart. Yes. And the yeah. person's heart is what makes them beautiful. Absolutely. Yeah. I just want you to know that you are helping people with your pictures. Yes. Thank you so much. I, I mean, it, yeah. in so many ways, you don't even understand when people see you. I know it's just like, Wow. Yeah. Like there, it's like, spe- I don't have a word for it. I am speechless. Yeah. So. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> I wasn't expecting. To. <laughs> <laughs> 
I mean, never actually need a Kleenex before, right? No, no, no. <laughs> this is the first. You're welcome. Erin, <laughs> is, is there anything else you wanted to add yeah. a message for women? I just want women to know that no matter their diagnosis, even if you don't have a diagnosis, you're beautiful. Yeah. And to know that. And once you get to that point, life is just so beautiful when you're there. I bet it's liberating. It like, is. It's uh, freeing. Yeah. You, you just... Yeah. Erin, ah, okay. <laughs> thank you so much for being here today with us on this beautiful day and uh, sharing your time, your story, your journey, being so vulnerable and yeah. being so open and so kind and so honest and so raw with your feelings. And this is going to help a lot of women out there. So thank you. Aww, thank yep. you for from the bottom of my heart. Thank you. I love you guys. Love you. Love you. What a great, great podcast. And what a great interview and what a great time with Erin and she's so beautiful so gorgeous like you said she exudes the beauty that comes from within and you know there is this flat and fabulous organization and she should be a model she should be a picture on that organization um yeah I don't she, know if they're listening to us or not I know please she should be yeah <laughs> please make Erin your model <laughs> yes. she is she is absolutely amazing and how she embraced her beauty and you know and it's such a tough diagnosis to go through I mean I loved the rebirth I love mm -hmm. the word rebirth and I think that's exactly what happens and again you know when life gives you lemons you make lemonade not everyone views of it something in adversity like that but right. I think we have so much control and power in our own hands to take the story to shift it to make it helpful not just for us but for others absolutely. and I think that's why we are doing this podcast is to help others so. absolutely and I think and I know I know this podcast will help other people I think so too I think so too we are so yeah. lucky we are yeah all right until bye. next time everyone bye, bye. <laughs>